All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Die again tonight. We are continuing and likely finishing our Broken Vessels campaign, or at least whatever version of it we've been doing for this these, these past couple of months. Uh, as, uh, as everybody in the party has now reunited all five Paragons plus Billy, uh, the Master, all six Paragons, I guess you could say then, have uh, reunited uh, within the Walled City, and uh, things got a little heated last time. And I think they're going to get even more heated this time uh, as uh, as lines have been drawn. It's Melissa and I. I'm sorry. It's Dial and Billy versus the world. And uh, I don't know. I kind of like our chances. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I I'm banking on Melissa to like switch sides uh, at the last minute and just be like, ah, never mind. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> She's going to start feeling guilty on a second, second round of initiative. She's going to start feeling guilty. There's Tristan on the ground bleeding to death. And she's like, I don't want to kill Jeremy's character. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden I'm on my own again. Uh, <laughs> but before, before we get to that, let's go ahead and say hello to all of the people that are playing, uh, both people who are running the characters and the characters themselves. So Evan, tell us who you're playing. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Chad. He is a kind of retired soccer superstar that used to play with these guys in high school, but then his life just kind of accelerated and he lost touch and never really looked back um, until the death of Steven and got the funeral invite and kind of felt, yeah. you know, a little bit of, I guess, remorse probably from everything that's happened and not really checking on people. So he decided to show his face and then got sucked up into this world and uh, is now artist here who is kind of a homage to his childhood of being a uh, spray painter that used to tag the town and do kind of cool monstrous mm -hmm. graffitis with his brother before he passed. Yeah. We saw a little bit of that too. Some of those, some of those graffitis pop up the little knight, the big old kind of monster thing as well. Very cool. Uh, all right, next up, uh, Kipser, tell us about Leaf slash Amory. Well, uh, Amory kind of was into hanging out in nature and hanging out with these guys when they were younger and uh, had an accident in the woods after graduation, got into the hospital, didn't see anybody, and uh, lost an arm because of it. Um, several years later, after being a park ranger and nearly adopting it, a uh, young girl named Amy. Uh, she found out about Stephen's passing, came back out of the little log cabin in the middle of nowhere, and uh, Billy <clears throat> decided to Jumanji her in with the rest of them. And uh, now she's, you know, not necessarily a great person. And, you know, maybe there might be a little bit of blood coming because uh, she follows Pluto, the god of the underworld. Sure. Sure. We did learn, though, that someone, some people did he try. He loves me. <laughs> did try to, to uh, oh, yeah, that part we learned. Uh, we learned that oh, Pluto. sorry, you're not going there. Pluto might be playing second fiddle. Pluto I was loves say, me. Don't know what you're talking about. I would say we did learn that a couple of people did try to visit you at the hospital. Uh, we learned that your stalker yes, I, did. But so yeah. Billy tried as well, but got into a fight with your stalker, Mike, and they both got thrown out. So he wasn't allowed to come see you. That was I'm interesting. just saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was literally trying to do anything to make Billy look like a decent enough guy for someone to be like, yeah, I'll side with you and murder all your friends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> so, and I got one and that one is Diallo Warner slash Delilah. So Melissa, tell us about, uh, tell us about your character and how, how it was so easy for you to just turn on your friends and stab them in the back. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Delilah in real life as, uh, she did get to follow her dream of being an artist. Um, but it is very much the soul sucking commercial marketing stuff. She has tried kind of outside of the nine to five to, you know, kind of do some artistic endeavors. She does these little like origami style pop-up cards kind of things that she tries to sell and nobody gives a crap nobody wants to buy them she tries to like go to the farmer's markets and sell them and nobody really buys them so like her attempt at being creative and putting something out in the world isn't really going particularly well uh her younger sister has kind of grown up to an adult and kind of does her own thing and she got some plastic surgery, thought that that would do good things for her romantic life. And her newest partner is clearly cheating on her. Um, so this is a time in her life where if there was going to be some type of pull to an escapist, not deal with everybody's shit kind of a thing, then this seems to have been that time. It's true. Plus, we got to see that you, you met your mom. Your mom's here, right? So like, there's that little surprise as your mom passed away a few years ago and we got to see that Billy has recreated your mom in some way. So that was interesting. Although, as Jeremy pointed out afterwards, in kind of a curious way as a cabaret singer and dancer. So I don't know, maybe there is that both push uh, and pull factors, as we say. Yeah. And then uh, we get to Dread, who I thought for sure, for sure, was going to be on Billy's side. But Aaron stabbed me in the back. So, Aaron, how does it feel to stab me in the back? I'm strangely comfortable <laughs> with it. <laughs> it's better than the ear, at least. Yeah. yeah. Right in the side of the head. Right no. the uh, head. So, Deacon. Deacon um, was the high school theater kid. The, the good-looking guy with all the friends. Everything in his life was perfect. Until his drunken father killed a classmate with the car and Deacon's life took a hard right turn into some shadowy darkness. Uh, in order to keep his father alive in prison, he ended up starting to work for an organized crime outfit and eventually became a troubleshooter, problem solver, and cleaner for the mob. Um, so he spent most of the last decade cleaning up mob problems, and that means murdering people that he doesn't know. Um, so he, uh, he's got some serious baggage, uh, when Steven died, he took that as an opportunity to separate himself from his life and come back and try to reconnect with his old friends, knowing that he could never actually escape the mob. Um, but then Billy afforded him the opportunity to become dread, uh, the shadow sold emotion assassin that he had always played in their games. And as, as this dictator, um, Deacon finally felt free from his past for the first time, and he loved every minute of it. He loves this world. He loves what he can do here. And he loves the fact that he doesn't have somebody else telling him who he has to kill. Uh, he can choose his own path. And he was intent 
and content to stay here forever uh, until Sean opened his eyes um, and he realized that for him to have his dream, Sean and Chad would have to lose their families, would have to lose their children. And not only that, would have to disappear from their lives and their families would never, ever understand what happened to their lost fathers. And having had such a bad father himself, he could not do that to them. And I think he also realized that as good as he was at killing, he could not kill um, the only real friends he had ever had in his life. So he sided with Sean and Chad and Amory to uh, to free them so they could return home to their families, even though yeah. he hates the idea of it. I mean, when you put it that way, I guess it makes sense. Um, but does this mean that if Billy takes out Chad and 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 Sean, then and and I mean, you're on his side? Is, is, oh well, yeah. I mean, he's got no reason okay, to go yeah, back. At that point, strategy. Crying over spilled milk, right? Like is exactly. This, yeah. I mean, he yeah. is, if anything, a pragmatist. So I mean, you know, if if there's a no-win scenario here. Okay, well, you know who to target then, Diala, uh, on your first <laughs> rounds of combat. Uh, and speaking of being targeted on the first round of combat, uh, Jeremy, tell us about Tristan. Yay! Yeah, I'm playing uh, <laughs> Sean, who's a very uh, insecure young man that grew up to be the most milk-toast, play-it-safe sort of guy you could imagine. Works at a call center, he's divorced, he's a single dad. Um but, you know, here in this world, he gets to play the over-the-top, rule-breaking, swashbuckling fool Tristan Wade with magic at his fingertips. He's best buddies with the trickster god Anansi, and it's wonderful, other than the fact that people, like, want to eat you, and you can't go back, and everything's, yeah, no, maybe this isn't so great. Now we're supposed to kill each other, but that doesn't sound good either. Yeah, this is, this is, this is really took a hard turn. Yeah. That's um, some of that was true. Some of that was true. I think the part that wasn't might have had to do with Anansi. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Anansi <laughs> does love Tris. I remember He's that coming conversation. Around. He's coming it's around. true. Really? That's Who my real that? superpower. Let's get him on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Let's I turn <laughs> hatred into love. Okay. <laughs> now, if All I right. lived a little longer, I could do that. But I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, I want to say thank you to Pennsylvania Poke, uh, who in the chat has just dropped a few uh, gift subs to people. So, all right, thank you there, buddy. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Guess who's back? Pennsylvania Poke's back. So I was doing one of two things. I was sort of like, anytime like Steve would actually pop up in the chat, I would make sure like Poke would pop back in, that kind of thing. Just had some weird meta thing. I wasn't very consistent with it, but whatever. <laughs> or if uh, we said his name. <laughs> Or if he says his name. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, suddenly he'd pop up. But if you forgot about him, he wasn't there. Uh, okay, so let's do a quick summary of kind of where we are at, how we've gotten to here, and then we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, I said before to them, and I'll say it to you all who are listening, I don't know how long this episode is going to go. We might not go our full two hours. We might end early. Uh, we're just going to sort of see, see how it shakes out. Uh, so uh, the story. So you're, as has been mentioned a few times, your friend, Steve, our friend, Billy's included, Stephen, died. Uh, his funeral brought all of us back, well, some of you had left, back to our New Jersey hometown and, uh, and to the various friends who we haven't really spoken to each other in about 15 years. 
Uh, as your high school game master, Billy invited you all to this special one shot to honor Stephen, who was one of one of uh, one of the group, kind of a part timer in the group. You met at Mom's Kitchen, uh, which is where you played most of your games, and that's when Billy started passing out these very special dice uh, that he had in this really nice, beautiful little box. He had these pre-made character sheets, and he insisted on this dice dropping ritual, and somehow that transported everybody to this other realm, this this true Jersey, uh, one that was both very familiar and also very foreign. Uh, Chad, who was running late, even even was transported as well because he had some dye that was delivered to him uh, in kind of a reused like FedEx envelope. Now, when when you transported, you saw Billy was now the machinist who was your primary antagonist in a D&D second edition campaign that he ran in high school. And he immediately teleported away, leaving you all in this world. Um you also transformed into very powerful characters, characters that were represented in your character sheets, characters that kind of harken back to some characters that you had played in the past. Uh, and you had a battle through a lot of different things, including fallen zombie versions of these high school jocks who used to pick on you, these pirates and privateers that were meant to invoke Princess Bride and Baron Munchausen. Uh, there was a salty speakeasy with uh, Dred's old girlfriend, Leaf's stalker, uh, and dead ROTC heroes who were there to kind of haunt Tristan about his faux heroism. Um, eventually, you made it to the Sledge Factory, which you discovered was disguised. It was basically your old high school disguised as something else. All the while, signs along the way were pointing to the end of the world. You saw the sky was literally falling at times, earth with quaking, all sorts of different things. Uh, you got inside the walled city. That's where you found me, Billy, uh, who uh, was once again the machinist. He was very happy to see you uh, as he wanted to show you all everything he's been doing. He's claim, he, his claim to you all was that there were these titans, these, these, these powerful titans that were beneath the earth and they were feasting on the memories of millions of parallel worlds. And that he claimed that he was the only one that was basically holding them back. And he made the claim that he could recreate your lost loved ones here and die, as he has been trying to do for his own brother, Ronnie. We've seen it actually work in the case of Delilah's mother, who we learned was a cabaret singer. Uh, Chad's younger brother, Adam, uh, who was actually painting certain set designs for, for various, uh, various performances. Uh, and an orphan named Amy that no one else had known about, but somehow Billy seemed to know because he apparently is a creeper. Uh, now, the sight of Delilah's mother brought Delilah onto, uh, or Diala onto, uh, onto Billy's side. But the sight of Deacon's father and the realization that Sean was actually a really good dad and Chad was, was trying to hopefully one day be a really good dad, as Aaron has already eloquently put it, pushed, pushed Dread to the other side. Uh, and then we kind of started to see how people just started falling into different places here and there. At one point, Dredd reached out and tried to use his dictator powers on Billy. It did not work. And so we are here now as the vote did not go well. And in order for the world not to collapse and implode upon itself, uh, all players, all paragons have to vote the same way. Either they vote to stay or they vote to leave, but they have to vote and they have to be unanimous and dead people don't get to vote. So we're going to pick up right where we left off. And I think we're just going to kind of jump into combat. We are in and spilling out of the clockwork cabaret within the walled city. We can see that Billy is there 
with one of his automatons who has kind of been lurking behind him this whole time. Remember, there are also some some people who are in like lab coats and stuff that were following at a distance from you all. You also hear the sounds of the earth shaking as the boots of these automatons are getting closer as there are more that are coming. Uh, we can see there's a handful of folks within the cabaret that are just drinking. We can see Delilah's mother. We can see Adam. Uh, and part, part of this is kind of spilled onto the street as well. The earth periodically shakes and we're going to dip into combat as dread tried to use an aggressive spell on the billy. It did not work. And we are now going to go into initiative, but first to act is going to be Tristan or artist as both of you are at decks three. You just saw dread try to do something to Billy. Billy look over and just dismiss him. You hear the automatons coming. You see the automaton in the room with you is starting to posture aggressively. What do you two want to do? Know what you want to do, Chase? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'll ask. Where, where? So, where are we like located in this whole? So you're. So there was the main room where like the you know all the tables. Or I think of it like a big nightclub, and then there's a stage. Okay. okay, and so you all are somewhere in there. We don't have to be too precise okay. with it, but you're somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I think I can go. Um, so I think Chad will. So he still has his stuff activated, his 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 uh, jetpack. So he's going to start to fly as he's going to fly up towards like the ceiling. Essentially, sure. he's going to pass by Delilah, and it's kind of like slow motion as he's going to say something to her on the way, and he's going to say, "Delilah, snap out of it! You're going to kill many instead of just one." And then he continues flying up to the top, and he is going to just. Pull out his sci-fi pistols and shoot Billy, even though he thinks that's futile. Okay. Uh, so Billy does have a defensive one. So go ahead and roll your attack. All right. Eliminate your first success, and then we'll see how it goes. Uh, two. So he just takes one then. Okay. So you fire down, and you hear a ting, as it just seems to kind of bounce off in some way from like this kind of exterior he's got a he's got like a robe on but it's like made of sheet metal it seems he's got this weird mm. mechanical look to him but you do hear it he doesn't he kind of looks down at it and he looks at you and he just sort of shakes your head it shakes his head at you he's like really really this is just remember you all started this uh which is bullshit but whatever uh okay <laughs> <laughs> jeff knows it's bullshit but <laughs> that's fair that's what he said okay uh so that is artist he took a shot didn't quite didn't didn't land didn't do any lasting damage tristan comes to you man uh okay well push comes to shove choose something stupid it's the end of the world so i'm going to dance all right <laughs> delilah's mom is in the room Sean will kind of shift into character, get the shit-eating grit on his face, and jump up onto the stage and basically start doing this ridiculous tango with Delilah's mom. God damn it. Go ahead. Put a freaking thing on your die. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. And as he does so, he's like, you know, maybe Billy makes sense. Does Tina even really need me? I mean, she's got so much out there already, and I was just going to screw it up. And, you know, does your Tina even really need Diala? I don't know. I mean, 
Diala says she rolls her eyes at you just the same way Diala used to roll her eyes at you whenever you picked her up. And I mean, let's be honest. I should just want to stay here too, just the way I bet you wanted to just stay home. You didn't really want to have to be there for your daughter, did you? And just kind of like try to kind of like dance with her to get her off guard, but kind of emotionally get her to respond to either like have something that Diala might notice or mm. also the vigilance night side of things might be able to pick up that something's off but more importantly i'm hoping to get a fluke okay i've got a four out of six chance for it give it a roll uh give a charisma roll here okay uh this is uh, i mean i'm gonna put this actually against diala's i have stats for diala's mom okay so i am gonna put it against her stats actually that's totally fair uh so that is a so i'll say one one defense on this okay I oh, got stats. Yes. I got three. Okay. And I did roll a one of my full dice. And I always put my first pip on the one. Fair enough. So okay. my hope for the fluke, I don't know how it'll necessarily play out, but my hope for the fluke is that what Sean is hoping for is at the end of it, it kind of goes from the very flamboyant tango thing to kind of stopping hand in hand, stops with the sheeted and grin for a second and just kind of has sort of a sad look on his face, stares her in the eyes, and he's hoping that on some level the magic that was used to make her has enough of her real essence that some part of her does kind of connect with that, with the idea of, like, would she really want Diala to just leave her sister behind? Is that really the mother she was? Okay. You come to a stop... And you realize that there is something very sharp uh, that is on your neck right underneath your chin. And she has, during the course of this tango, produced a knife and she has put it under your chin. Perfect. But she hesitates. She had every opportunity to just thrust it and stab it in there. But your fluke basically means what I'm going to what I'm going to say is that she will hesitate as she was going to stab you. But you do see, uh, you do see like her face kind of falter a little bit. And she looks at you and she says, since when, since when were you the smart one? I, I wasn't, but I want you to know this. When I found out I was going to have a little girl, I was scared shitless because every major thing in my life scares me. And you know, my dad, he's not a bad guy, but he's not exactly like a hands-on or, hey, how you feeling there, buddy, kind of parent. So, honest to God, you were kind of like the archetype that I saw for, like, somebody who's there for their kids. And you were kind of the person that I could think of you and be like, as long as I'm there for my kid, it's okay if I'm not the best, because all that matters is that I'm there. So, thank you. I'm still stupid, but, you know, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> She's going to lean in and she's going to kiss you on the cheek. And she's going to say, you grew up well. And I'm very happy that you did. <laughs> but, and she kind of looks over and there's a touch of fear, actually, that you see kind of come over her face for a moment. And she whispers into your ear. He made me. He can unmake me. I don't want to be dead again. 
and then she'll she still has the knife at your throat but you can feel that she is like you can kind of like just the body language you can feel her physically she's she has you dead to rights if she just if she just pushes the knife up but she hasn't done it and she's whispered in your ear but then as she as she kind of like leans back she writes herself again and she throws back this laugh uh to sort of almost looks like she's trying to just play the play the role at this point okay so I'm gonna say she doesn't stab you. So when her turn comes around, she's not. I'm. I'm going when her because her turn will come up on in a little bit. She's not gonna stab you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that was Tristan, an artist. Um. So then we're gonna go to the decks too. I'm gonna have machinist go. I'm gonna have the Billy Billy go. <sighs> Billy uh, looks at you all like one by one, and you can see like there's this like he's again he, he's got that metal face so his emotions are kind of hard to read but you can tell there's a moment where almost like a like a drama mask it kind of it gets almost excessively sad at this point as it's kind of reflecting uh what he's feeling and he just says we could have a lot of fun here you know we, we could have a lot of fun we could live for so long we could get all the people back that we want to get back and, and listen um I really love you guys, but um, I love Ronnie more, and and I'm pretty sure Diala loves her mom more. So think a little hard on what you're going to do. And then he reaches out, and you can see he holds up his hand. His hand kind of shifts and twists and turns almost like he's a transformer, and it lights up on the end almost like a flashlight, and you see this little bits of like plasma cloud kind of shift out, this yellowish cloud, and it wraps around Diala. And Diala, you feel this sense of invigoration. You suddenly feel a little faster. You feel a little stronger. You feel a little more sturdy. Uh, you you can see that this, this strange this strange aura begins to, to surround you as if an extra layer of protection, uh, everything, just everything you look at kind of slows down and you're just processing and processing even better and better. And then he says, go ahead and take out Sean and Chad first. Maybe the others will come around. I have better things to do. And at that, he turns around and he starts walking out of the club. Uh, and that'll be his turn. Then to be fair, Diala's on on my side currently, so let's go either to Leaf or Dread. Then either or one of you, you can go. I have an idea. Okay. Aaron, do you Is have here? an idea? Or well, I was going to attempt to turn Diala, but but yeah, go 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 right ahead. Okay. If, you, if you have something. So uh, Leaf, kind of seeing that Billy is leaving right now, and that Diala has been pumped up. Um, sees that the mom is got the knife, maybe not the trembling, uh, to Tristan's throat. Um, Pichier, uh, god of fate, year of the 2023s. Let's have a gamble. You uh, watch as, uh, I mean, we all like see this, but the rest of you don't. Leaf, you see as. Like behind the bar, you just see a man just kind of stand up, very large, pronounced top knot, shaved head otherwise, very, very modern clothes, almost out of out of place, like very stylish looking clothes, like a vest is like his his long sleeves are, are kind of um, 
are kind of you know wrapped up you realize the vest is one of those full length vests it's not just like the torso it goes all the way to the ground it's this beautiful flowing kind of green vest robe and you can see that even though he's he's he looks fit his his face is just it's got this bit of age to him like the forehead is just like crinkled with wrinkles and you can see his eyes have like crow's feet and he's just kind of wiping down the bar and he just kind of can he sort of just conveys this sort of bartender wisdom <laughs> and he just says i uh i heard about you i heard about you i was wondering if i was gonna get a call i uh, yeah i uh I think I think I need to make a gamble here, and this might be my only chance and your fate uh, for this year. And you see him like reach down underneath, and he kind of picks up like this this coin, and he just places it on the desk on the on the on the countertop, and just kind of spins it around a little bit, and just continues to spin and spin. What um what kind of gamble are we talking about? Well. I want to see if we can't show Billy and Delilah what their lives would be like here for the next 10 years. And in exchange, 10 years of my life. 10 years of your life. Yeah. So you're staying here? Uh, no, not necessarily, but you can just... Mm. See, that's uh. the thing. I don't really get the payment if you don't stay. What would be an adequate payment? And as you're looking at him, you can see like he his he's got he he has the figure of a young man, but he has mm. the face of a very very old man. Like the wrinkled forehead, you can see his eyes like there's like you can see cataracts. They're like you can barely see any color of like the sclera like or the 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 iris left. And he just says to you, um, I'm having trouble seeing an eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. What's another limb? And so he slaps down the, uh, the coin and the coin you see flattens out and the coin is literally an eye. You see like this little eye, this opened mm -hmm. eye. And then he reaches down and he pulls out from again, underneath the bar, just some sort of jagged knife, serrated knife, and he slides it down the bar in your direction. I think uh, you should Leaf pay up will, first. All right, that's fair. Leaf will reach out, grab it, um, come to where they are specifically on the bar and sit on the stool in front of them. Well, honestly, it's not like I had much going for me anyway. Um, and just like pulls back the lid, gets the knife under it, and pops the eye out. And, like, blood gushes. None of you see this, by the way. Blood <laughs> gushes out of your eye. Like, I've... the little, the tethers kind of pop out a little bit, and you just place it. it it's extremely painful, yeah. but you place it down. And Probably then he just... she, like, almost passes out a little bit doing it. It's it's hard. Yeah. Uh, hands shake. Hands covering, uh, like... covered in blood. And he... Yeah brings up one of his hands to his eye and he pops the back of his head and he just produces and he rolls it over to you. And it's like a glass eyeball, this gray, pale gray iris. And he reaches out, that's yours. And you just watch him just put it into his eye. And suddenly you see his eye or you see your eye in his socket. Mm -hmm. I'm Deal has been betting struck. 
they need to see how hollow their lives will be with the puppet people without anybody else. And maybe it will be great and I'll lose this bet, but it's the only move I've got right now. So he um, he looks around. You can see like a kid with a new toy. Like a, he can actually see like a kid who's been who's just got their first pair of glasses as he looks around, pours himself a drink, pours you a drink, slides it over. Done. And then with that, you see him turn around and kind of just walk back to like the the employee section. And then the door opens, swings shut, and he's gone. Time comes back. And those of you who are in the room with with Leaf, she has moved a little bit. She's over by the bar now, sitting down. Blood away from you. is just all over her face. She's missing an eye, inexplicably so. Um, and I'm going to say, Diala, as you're feeling this energy surge through you and you're getting ready to charge and you look up, you see, you see your mother, you see Sean, uh, Tristan up there, but then this wave of uh, of kind of confusion washes over you, and I'm gonna let you describe it. What, since specifically, you were asking him to show a bad outcome of his of of their life here, right? You were well, specifically this is the asking gamble. I'm hoping okay. it's going to feel like not great. Like sure. Diala gets the mum, but it's okay. clearly not. Clearly they're scared of Billy, and Billy okay. over time, it's inevitable that he might see this, and I'm hoping that that will be the outcome. That's the game. Okay. I'm going to roll a D100. You want high or low? Let's go high. Okay, so 51 or above, it is a bad out. It is like a bad vision. 1 to 50, mm-hmm. it is a good vision. Yeah. I'm just going to roll it. It is 69. That's not even a joke. It is 69. <laughs> So there it is we a, go. we're going to say it's a bad vision. So Diala, I want is it, you, you, you narrate it for us. What is it that suddenly that you get this, this strange montage of images just suddenly pop into your head, like, like, like a memory just washing in that you never had. It's so vivid. What is the bad thing? Like what, what would Diala be fearing could potentially happen if she stays around here? And what does she see? Like, what is it that's actually happening? So... I'm thinking the first thing that she sees because like she basically just agreed that this is going to have to be like a PVP kind of a thing. So I'm imagining maybe the first thing she sees is all of the rest of the party dead and bloody in front of her. So like the first thing might just be kind of a series of just dead bodies of all four of them um and kind of the aftermath that we saw before when she kind of ignites her kind of creative violence and you know kind of that emotion comes out and all of that just sort of that like aftermath um of kind of the fire and 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 all of that um and then the the next image would be that like her mother is here and her mother is currently like younger and healthy um but it's basically going through the process of losing her mom again. So she stayed for her mom and then it's like the exact same situation of she then sees her mom be ill and pass again. Some sort of, yeah, some sort of illness, maybe not the exact, exactly the same, but 
flavored in a, in a sort of fantasy setting. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And it happens over the course of a few years for sure. And so you will return out of that image, out of that little flash, and we'll turn it to you as your turn. So Diala, it's your character. You do what you want to do with it, but that's what you see. So how does, how are you going to react? And then it's your turn because Leaf is just gone. It's going to go to you now and then we'll go to Dread after that. So what does Diala do? So what Diala wants to do is, okay, so she is kind of Vigilance Knight. So everything that she is focused on is sort of that, um, like being vigilant and sort of kind of always being on top of things. And so what she wants to try to do is see if she can do a draining on Tristan. So kind of what she's hoping for is that if she can kind of get that thinking to not be so like worrying about everything, being concerned about everything, that if she can drain that, then that might convince him to stay. Okay. So she will she will kind of be powering herself up okay. in this kind of drain as well. All right. So you're so still it, you're you're still kind of on the side of stay despite the images that you're you're seeing. I just want to make sure that's clear. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, walk us through the drain so that uh, so that Jeremy knows what he's got to do. It is it is resistible. Um, so it's a charisma roll difficulty zero to resist. Oh God. Okay. Uh, charisma is his, his best stat. It's easy. Okay. Easy. I can't really. I don't think I can use my fool die on it though. In fairness, so it's not. Um. Well, I mean, it is a skill check, so it's not casting. It just, You're not casting anything. It's just a pure check, though. Yeah. So it's not it really just says character can resist with a charisma roll. Difficulty yeah. Zero. I feel like, so. in the spirit of it, to be fair, I feel like okay. I kind of have to be doing something to earn using yeah. the fool yeah. die. I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I still get I mean, you still got three that. dice. And it's it's a uh, it's difficulty zero, so it's just all you need is one. Got two. Okay. Um so Diala I'll say Tristan, for a moment, you like you do maybe feel something in the back of your head. Like you definitely that tingle of like someone's trying to do something to you. You know, like you can feel like this this momentary like hesitation. Maybe it's just the fact that Diala's mother is right in your arms. And it's just like this this adolescent childhood confusion for a moment or just the situation around you. But there is a moment and it's like ever so brief, like a split second where you suddenly like a cold sweat, a couple basic basic beads of sweat pop up on your forehead as worry begins to take. But then it's quickly washed away. And like that same sort of confidence is, is then there. So it's just a split second. And Diallo, for the briefest of moments, for that same split second, but it doesn't last. Uh, and so you, you feel as, as anxious, as vigilant, as concerned, always looking, always thinking of what could, ba- what bad could happen and it does not work. So I'm kind of looking through. Okay. So basically nothing happens. So, okay. um, I'm trying to see here. I think I might still need to ro- try to roll it though. Cause there is like a crit fail thing. Mm-hmm. That can happen. 
Mm-hmm. So did you not? Did ongoing. you not roll already? I, I didn't. No, sorry. Um, just because okay. it was contestable. So well, I think you still need a roll because even though he rolled two successes, if you rolled three successes, you mm-hmm. you you, you win. win beat yeah. him. So yeah, yeah you got to roll. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. And so this, I'm trying to think of what this would be that I'm rolling. Sorry. Your uh, normal. What's your what's your normal? What's your what's your best stat? Was it is yours also charisma? Uh, no, strength and con. Uh, I think it's charisma though. The character resists with charisma. Uh, so you learn to channel your arcane weapons hunger to siphon their sacred emotion from a, from a target character. How strong the, an emotion the target was feeling? In this case, I don't have to do it because it's it's not at the GM. It's it's uh, Jeremy. If it's zero, has no effect. Otherwise, has the maximum level the emotion can be siphoned. So the character can resist for, for each success. A level of emotion is transferred from them to the emotion knight. Uh, whatever you normally roll your your tests with, let's just say that whiz. Yeah, because like. I, th- I think it still involves the weapon. So mm-hmm. I think this is still kind of like whip sword is out and kind of being spun, okay. and so almost like it would have been sort of like a draining kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't see it here in the sh- in the in the handout. It might be in the, the the bigger book, but on your basic character sheet, I don't see it. So let's just whatever you normally roll your tests with. Let's just say we do that. Okay. Mm, no, that's one success. Okay, so in that case, it's still a failure. So everything I just said did, in fact, happen. Your emotion yep, stays right, the yep. same. You gain the levels of emotion. There's that brief moment where it almost seems like it might work, but then it falls and, and it and falters. Okay. And so the, the whip is involved, so it's like you can kind of tell... Like I'm doing something. Thing. Like I'm, I'm okay. It's out, but I'm not striking someone with it, so I must be doing something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you and, maybe for a moment you even hear the voice like Tristan, like of the the mm. sword in your head as like it's kind of going through uh, like and like taunting Diala. And for a moment you hear it as well. And that might give you the recognition to realize that Diala is trying to mess with you or something like that. OK, I'm not even angry. <laughs> okay. I get it. I don't want to fight you. I don't want you to get hurt. All right, Diala, that was your turn. We're going to turn to Dread. So Drud turns and looks at Delilah and you guys all feel a kind of a quaking in your stomach and a cold wash over you and the shadowy tears start to drip down his face and form the Harlequin mask and his blackened fingers reach out to Delilah. Delilah, I know you're afraid to hurt us. I know you're afraid to kill your friends, the very friends that helped you get here. I know in the end that you're afraid of staying here because you know this is all shadows. You're afraid that if you don't stand against Billy with us, you'll simply become another one of his puppets. So I'm going to attempt to control Delilah and flip her to our side. Yep. So uh, charisma plus your D4, right? Yep. Go for it. A four, six, six, four, and a two, so seven. Okay. What is, and Diala, I doubt, what's your willpower? Four. What? Okay. Probably so you're a third of that. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Billy's was pretty high. So that's why I asked. I don't know. Yeah. Where, I don't know. I don't know everyone's stats off the top of my head. Okay. Um, okay. So I think she doesn't get a chance to resist then because it's under. Nope. And I yep. think that's, that's what it is. So like, so as the, 
as that Harlequin mask comes or the shadows come over, you can see all of these little candles that have been sitting on top of the, the tables throughout this, uh, the, the, this, this small little lounge begin to flicker and the shadow is going to grow a little bit thicker. All of you can kind of feel the coldness come in. Diala, like a sense of fear, like he's like everything Dred just said is true. Like that sense of fear washes over you. Then that f- coupled with the flashes that you just inexplicably, you don't even know why it, you have no idea why it happened. All these different images of your mother dying once more. And then, then dread layering on top of the sphere. And I would say it's fair to say you're probably pretty afraid. Um, okay. Hmm. Well, let's see. The team's back together. Who are? Or no. We're still going to die anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to have Delilah go, Delilah's mom go next. And she kisses you on the cheek, Tristan. She says, you're a sweeter boy than I ever give you credit for. But then her eyes. a lot, actually. Yeah, her eyes grow really dark at that point. Oh, no. But that one. (laughs) Is trying to hurt my baby. And she kind of pushes you off to the side and she leaps off the stage with a knife coming down on Dread, whose face is leaking shadow. And she tries to attack Dread. Uh, I said she wasn't going to attack you, but she's going to attack Dread. Uh, okay. okay. Any defense, Dread? That's a big a negative. Yeah, I forget. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, that is one success. Uh, so you take one point of damage off. It'll come off your guard first, uh, mm-hmm. but that'll be it. As you see, as you're 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 still turning, your face is in the direction. It's everything's profile to her, and you see a shadow move from the from the stage. And as you turn, it's just a hair too late. As Delilah's mom is leaping down at you in her full cabaret outfit, knife in hand, and stabs you like right in the shoulder. Doesn't hit anything essential, but man, does it hurt. Uh, anybody Dred- else? Dredd will quickly say, Delilah is with us as long as I'm concentrating. Keep, keep this harridan off of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... All right. I think all of you have gone. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have a couple more. I have a couple more people to go with. I'm going to have Adam go next. Um, Adam is in here. He looks up at you, artist, who is flying at the ceiling. And he says with like the voice of your brother, you like, you definitely remember this voice, but there's something about it that just sounds like just, it just doesn't sound right. Cause like there's a, there's like a viciousness to it that is probably not consistent with your memory of your 10 year, 10 year old, you know, little brother. And it once again is directed at dread as he says, he's the reason isn't it? He's why he won't stay. He he gets in everyone's head and he tells them what to think. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you. And so then he is going to run at Dread. Um, <laughs> and Pulls out a knife. He will. He doesn't have much. Uh, he will just kind of swing away. And he'll just start like a little kid, like a 10-year-old kid, punching at Dread. 
Uh, I got, I rolled the exact same thing. Uh, that's one more success as he comes up and now there's two of them that are on dread right now, swinging away. And then I'm going to have, um, actually I'm not going to have the automaton. I'm going to say the automaton turns and leaves with Billy as the two of them are, have left the cabaret at this point. They're, they presume Billy has already left the room, so he doesn't know what's happened with dread. He presumes Diala can handle this. And so he's out of the room. His, his manservant automaton goes with him, and that'll be the end of this round. We'll go to the top of the round. Tristan, we an artist. We don't get to find out his uh, flash forwards. So I did roll, if you saw it in Foundry, I did roll. Oh. He, I rolled a 98. So what I will tell you is that um, I went ahead and used a token, so that didn't oh. But you burned a token. That's huge. It's huge. Only That's so huge. many using the resources. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Tristan, an artist, artist, you see your little brother attacking Dread. Tristan, you just watch as Delilah's mom leapt off the stage and also attacked Dread. And so it's the two of you. What do you guys want to do? Um, I don't know. Do you Dread, want to looks like, Dread, Dread looks a little beat up at this point. Yeah, he, I can go first. Um, so I had a question. So when we saw yeah. Billy and we see he's like part machine, um, I guess I'm not even asked the question. I think this is what ours is going to do and just try because he just tried yeah, to shoot and it. it didn't really work. Absolutely. So artist is going to fly like towards a window and look down at like where Billy's walking out. Mm-hmm. And you see as he flies to the window, he pulls out a spray paint cans and he starts spraying like a console. You see the keyboards come out in neon colors and he starts typing. And then you see as he does, there's like a kind of like a spray paint image of the floating AI Adam like in the center and then he's going to try and basically like kind of hack Billy because he's like yeah. part machine and see if he can like hack him to either walk back into the room or hack him to like disturb his next turn. Something like that where he's just trying to disrupt, disrupt what's happening. Keep him from uh, from fleeing, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like maybe that. like um, it goes into like one of his legs and it buckles his knee or something and he kind of gets stuck there. At least that's what he wants to try to do. I think that's great. Let's roll an int test. I think I'm going to put the, his defensive one on it. So uh, so we'll call difficulty one int test. And this is, we'll say one success will get him to stop. If you get a six, so we'll just put like a special on this. If you get a six, maybe you can do something more with that. But otherwise, okay. a success, one success is enough to get him to stop. All right. And then, oh yeah, I don't get that. So you're going to need a total of two successes to make it work. Oh. Uh, and don't forget, close. by the way, flashbacks. We forgot about this because it's been two weeks. If you have a flashback you want to do, you can get advantage on things. Um, okay. So, artist, you you pull out the console. You you see you see the code. You and, and your instincts are actually pretty right, even though he has this grimy steampunk look to him. As you're kind of, you can see he has like software somehow like his suit seems to be powered and in some ways by similar powers that yours like that you're you have like like you could see like fair gold kind of coursing through some of his his equipment the robe the the shielding around him but as you as you kind of get through there you realize he's got like these firewalls that they're firewalls and you're trying to hack and like you get locked out of the system Billy turns over, you know, he kind of looks over his shoulder and he just kind of shakes his head. And he says to the automaton that was walking behind him, deal with this, then bring Diala to the machineries. We have more important things to do. And then the ground begins to shake 
And he's like, they're waking. I cannot be distracted by these people. As he seems increasingly unstable. And he'll continue walking, but his automaton will turn around. Uh, okay. Tristan, you're back inside. You see Dread being beat up by some familiar faces. Hmm. Is any of the what that happened out there visible from like the window or whatever? Sure. Or? No problem. Yeah, we'll say there's a big enough window that you can see that that the, the automaton turned around is like kind of looking up at artist who's sort of floating in the sky or at least floating maybe inside looking out the window. And Billy has, I'll say Tristan at this point, moved out of your vision. So you get this mm. sense that he's continuing to just just kind of hustle away. God. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. do you think, man? It's up to you. I think he'll he'll tell Jeeves to cover Deacon and Tristan will leap out the window. Which shatters because there's glass. You just like of course you just action movie <laughs> jump through this pain pane window and it shatters. Jump through the pain window. Issue. Slide through the automaton's legs like an mm -hmm. absolute idiot, not standing directly in front of it. And it's like leaning down to get you as you go right and underneath then, its legs. Of course, ignore it and call out to Billy. Okay. What do you say? Twelve-year-old uh, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> like, boy voice just cracks across. Yeah. The I think it is so stressful. Perfect. <laughs> Hold Perfect. on, let me try that again. <laughs> Ask her, I'm not doing the Tristan voice. Billy! Billy, give me just a second. All right, look. And I'm going to use my fool's prep to okay. pull out a notebook page, another notebook page, and just page after page and, you know, ring binders of all sorts. Do you recognize these? Huh? These are your campaign notes from God knows how many years. All right? And so none of the emotional shit works with you. I get that. But you know what I know about you? There's something you've made very clear that you don't do. You don't railroad. But this bullshit right now, you are fucking railroading us to a conclusion. And you know it. Look at all these fucking times that you improv. That you said, we got to take a break here, buddy. And we're going to change things up because we did something incredibly stupid. And you're the one who always said, you don't have to fucking kill everybody. There's always another way. There's another fucking way, Billy. You got shit you need to go do? Let us help you. Let's all work together. And then let's go home. But railroading? Buddy, that's not you. And I have the goddamn evidence in front of me to prove it. Roll a charisma test. Difficulty. I'm going to actually set a difficulty of two on this. Because I don't think he's actually railroading you technically as he gave you guys I, a choice i know he's not but so, i'm trying to emotionally so like, logic isn't on your side and that's why i'm increasing his difficulty because yeah. billy is a very logical guy so he, I'll say, he really yeah. is but i also kind of like part of the reason i want to use the fool's prep to pull yeah. out all these things is i also want to have like sort of that montage flashback yeah. of billy always like having this huge thing planned and then we do something completely different and just he would always take that moment to be like, okay, we're going to roll with that. And he like that. He very much had that philosophy. He didn't railroad you. And you did. We see the montage of him constantly reprepping, changing, adapting to us. 
So I'm going to roll five dice. Roll five dice. Uh, you're, you remove, you're going to need at least three successes because the first two are going to get removed for the difficulty. Okay. And there are advantages, which I suppose are not for me anymore, but you guys do have advantages <laughs> that I'll ah. still keep track of. You're Players. on our team now. <laughs> that is yeah. true, actually. Yeah, technically, she's on your team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got Tristan. <clears throat> I have a really awkward situation <laughs> where I have three successes, which is great, but my fluke uh, did not go off. The cross went off. So I Ooh. did. I did get the third success, but. So I, I did it, but something bad is going to happen. Okay. I know exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. I do. I know exactly what it is. It's okay. It's okay. You're going to like it. You call out to Billy, and something about the railroad thing gets him to stop. And he turns around towards you. And, and again, he's got that, that strange machine face that has now turned almost angry. Like you can see like these very extremist visages and he starts stomping back to you. He's like railroad railroad. When have I ever railroad? All I ever do is give you guys choices after a choice. Now, if anyone's railroading, it's anyone, it's you guys railroading me. Cause you make the same damn choices over and over. And you think I planned all of this to happen? You think I wanted all this to happen? Are you kidding me? Do you know what's going on right now? Do you know what I'm trying to do right now? Okay, Ooh. do you have any idea? And then at that moment, the ground beneath you, the cobblestone streets, rip free. And you see a hand the size of a building rip up through it. This oh sort of lava, lava coursing through it, almost like its veins, and just lifts up like something out of that one, uh, what's that one movie uh, I'm thinking Cabin of? Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. It lifts up and then it comes smashing down in the middle of the street. Tristan, you go flying wildly. All of the buildings on the street suddenly quake underneath the the rapid like the, the this like this this horrific uh this horrific reverberations and begin to collapse now they don't immediately collapse but all of you inside the cabaret you hear this eruption artist you see everything going on as this massive hand comes out and tries to fly swat tristan okay huh. so that is tristan's turn um, a huge mistake <laughs> so Next up, uh, so artist went, Tristan went, so we're going to go to Dex 2. Um, so I, I don't know that this matters yeah. um, because I can't You're act. on Dex 3 now. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right because of, yeah. of the haste spell. Yeah, so you are at yes. Dex 3, so you can go now. Yeah, so you would However, <laughs> my options are limited because I now have to fight on the player side because I am under Deacon's spell until he decides otherwise. Until I reclaim my D4, uh, I can't use it again until I right. reclaim it. But until until then, uh, you are well under my control. Many things of interest around here, as currently Dread is being attacked by two familiar faces. The entire ground seems to be shaking. the The entire cabaret is falling apart. You can see the chandelier has collapsed to the ground. The Everything is just falling apart. There's a massive hand down at the, on the street because you guys probably saw it slap down and just missed Tristan. And it's like dripping almost like lava from uh, from like these little 
little pores and things in the in the veins. So does she get to does she get to get to do something as long as it's what you want her to do? Yeah, anything any yeah. anything that falls within the parameters of Doesn't protecting harm. us and stopping yeah. Billy. Yeah, so okay. it's whatever you, whatever you want to do then, Yellow. So from an emotion scale perspective, would it be appropriate to say with this hand coming up that that yeah. might bump her up one? Well, I mean, how does it make you feel? <laughs> Alarm <laughs> concern? Right, a yes. massive hand like this size, this mass. Like, yeah. like he keeps talking about how there are titans literally beneath the earth, and now exactly. a hand just rips it. So, so I, I think would say, yeah, that's that probably boosts what Diala would turn her attention to. Then would mm. be this hand that sure. seems to be um, attempting to harm her. Okay, traveling so you, companions. Do you run outside? Yes. All right. Well, you run outside. Cobblestones are raining from the sky from where this thing came down, smashed. Everything is kind of collapsing. The 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 entire street, both sides, these tenement buildings with the even despite the much to Amory's chagrin, even despite the steampunk reinforcements are collapsing and starting to fall inward. Everything looks like it's just going to it's just it's like someone smashed down in the middle of a folding table. And both sides of the street are folding upwards and sliding down into it. And so you step out and you kind of start sliding down the incline of one of these cobblestone sides of the street. You see artist is fine. He's up in the air. Uh, Tristan is not doing well as he may or may not have just been swatted by this hand. And you can see that Billy and his automaton manservant uh, missed getting swatted as well. But he has returned. And I would say that you actually see a look of concern on his face. What would you like to do, Diala? So Diala would like to use some creative violence here. So I would say she kind of comes out. And so she is, she had already been spinning the whip sword when she was trying to do the emotion draining of Tristan. So it's kind of already out. And so she is going to kind of continue with that motion. And she wants to see if she can kind of focus it towards that hand. Um, because um, it's big like a blockade, I would say, that hand. So that's kind of what she would be focusing on. Sure. Okay. Um all right. So. All right. So you are rolling. Hang on. Um, so you're choosing a word. It's got your vigilance, etc. So you're feeding. What level? What level are you with your emotion? By the way. Two. Okay. Two. All right. Okay. So roll and then roll your D8 with it and let me know how you do. So this is, wow, that sucks. Um, so I got a six on the D8, um, okay. but everything else was ones and twos. Okay, so if it beats your current intensity, so your, so your D8, your current intensity is two, so it did roll. 
So wait, are you saying the number? Oh, the, you only have the number of successes was one. So the number of successes has to beat your level. Uh, uh, okay. So if you do not um, reset, what is it? You reset your intensity down to zero. It says someone close to you suffers wounds equal to the result and the GM adds complications to. Okay. So I think we know who's close. Right? Tristan, as you go charging in Diallo, you go sliding down the side. You leap out, you try to, with your whip sword, you try to hack into the side of this massive molten hand. And as you do, the hand moves back a little bit faster than you think. And maybe your balance isn't quite off as the cobblestones wrench free. And as you swing down, you realize that Tristan had rolled off to the side and didn't actually get swatted. But your whip sword slashes down and actually hits him for one point of damage. I think it's all it was. So you'll go ahead and lose a guard. And so now, Tristan, Jihal's attacking you. <laughs> Try so hard not to fight any of you. Please stop. Okay. And you see, Diallo is clearly like looking in the direction of the hand, um, mm. and those. So you sort of see a look on her face that, like, that was not the direction that she was aiming. Oh um, God, so creepy. And of course, you hear, um, you hear her sword. Of course, just berating her as always like you're failing again you're failing again stop that you're such a jerk all right so uh let's go back inside then as diala's mother's gonna try to stab dread uh once more uh all right that's another success there's one more point of damage on, on dread um who Adam, knew when we were in character creation and she was bringing snacks to a diner that this is where we would be with her? Uh, what happened to her? <laughs> you ran outside. You could have done something. You could have talked your mom down. You ran out of the thing. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, so then it's either Leaf or Dread's turn before I kill him with Adam. I'm pretty close. Uh, I think you're down to probably one health left or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. No, I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to die Yeah, this round. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a small hope to ask for something after they do a thing. Okay, well, uh, we, well, I mean, they both have a chance to do something to interfere with it, so I'll let but There's one other go. person there with them, too. Oh, yeah, Jeeves. Yeah, that's right. Right? Okay. Tiny okay. little Jeeves and Adam, yeah, like yeah. the opposite of a Titan versus Titan fight, the two little spikes <laughs> wrestling. He's 10 years old. He's not that small. <laughs> He's still a toddler. <laughs> He's ten years old. He's. Fun. I just no, no, love no. the idea of a child in a robot fighting because I'm a horrible person. No, that sounds delightful, actually. But we'll go to Leaf I or know. Dread. Either of you, whichever order. Uh, well, either one of you gets to go, and then Adam will get to go. So, which of you wants to go? Go right ahead, Leaf. All right, uh, Leaf will look back at Dread, uh, slam her skeletal. Yeah, one eye, one remaining eye, the other one just a perpetual waterfall of blood coming down the side of her face. Um, she takes her skeletal hand, also a replacement, slams it onto the ground, this sort of the green sort of flame echoing out, and she is going to draw it up and try to pull uh, skeletons back up with her as uh, she casts um, skeletons. Uh, okay. Which is... Uh, oh, also, I would like to use one audience dice um, sure. for the first Unless time. Unless it's keeping track. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and that is 
a four and a six. Unfortunately, I haven't activated my uh, Reaper yet, so I can't heal you at the same time. But as two skeletons sort of rise, the, the ground already crackling cracks a little bit more directly in that spot, and two skeletons rise up. And okay. uh, Leaf will kind of look back with one eye at Dread again and go... You can disappear in the woods, and she's going to give the skeletons a set of keys to a really crappy old Toyota and a cabin somewhere in the woods and direct them to defend Dread and do as he says so that they will push the other uh, NPCs away and then grab her um, scythe, and she's going to start walking outside. Okay. So we'll say the... From the ruptures in the ground that are already forming from the colossal creature outside crawling up from underneath the ground, you see the skeletons like crawl out and they're sort of, you know, their their jagged movement form and they leap between Dread and Adam and Dread and Delia. So there's a skeleton on either side of you, Dread, that is sort of almost creating a protective barrier between you and them. Leaf, you grab your scythe and you go outside. You see that again it's like a folding table has been smashed down the middle. Dread and Tristan are both kind of in that, that, that channel in the middle. And you can see the hand is kind of coming back up and you can see Billy is kind of down the street a bit as well. It's going to be Adam's turn. Adam, since uh, the skeleton's in the way, he'll, he'll attack the skeleton instead uh, as Dread can. He can't quite get the Dread. We'll say that's out of the box. Uh, that's a miss actually two and a three. So he starts swinging away. He's like punching at the skeleton and the skeleton's like shifting and moving. And every time he shifts and moves in that zoetrip fashion, like the, the fist misses almost accidentally hits dread at one point too. Wouldn't that have been funny? <laughs> that would have been uh, funny. <laughs> and then dread is your turn. Uh, dread. The, the skeletons do hand you that set of keys as well as commanded. Yep. <clears throat> Thanks. He's pissed. Dread's pissed. He's getting beat up by shadow people. Um, so he is gonna he's gonna free Delilah. He pulls his dice back from her and he looks at Delilah's mom in the eyes and he says, You're afraid to die? Well, you should be afraid of the fact that you're not alive to begin with. And he will uh he'll crush her or try to. I mean, I think she already was right there. That was pretty cool, <laughs> man. But now, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, she's got one defense, actually. So, uh, well, I'm a uh, three on the on the D four oh, yeah, and doing, a yeah. six and a four, so uh, five. Does that exceed her willpower? It does. She has a four willpower. Yes, it does. Okay. okay. So you you tell me what uh what do you what do you think what do you think happens here? I think she uh, explodes into shadow, shadows and mist, mm-hmm. and just wails and collapses. You're a vigilant, Diala, but you went down to zero, right? Yes. Okay. Um. Yes. I think you went down to zero. I think you yes, do. All, yes, no matter whether yes, yes, you succeed yes, or fail, yes. I think. And okay. And I think because you went down to zero, you probably don't notice this. Uh, you don't know this is actually happens, uh, but Leaf, you might have seen it. Artist, you might have seen it. Uh, but I'm going to say that Diallo at zero, you don't as there's this there's this 
palpable shadow dust that's kind of flickering in the air a bit. And there's a small screech, but the sounds that are coming from this creature coming up from the earth is, are just so loud. The buildings are crashing and creaking. Like you just don't quite hear uh, the sounds of your mother r- being ripped into into tiny little pieces of shadow. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. I think the automaton will go, uh, but the automaton is actually... Um, Billy will tell it to deal with the bigger issue, literally, and it will attack the hand uh, that is trying to swat Tristan into tiny little pieces. So Diala and Tristan, Diala, you feel your emotion suddenly become yours once more. You feel the control of dread start to fade. You are pulling your sword back, which is harassing you. It has a little bit of little bit of Tristan's blood. You had guards, so it wasn't like a real big hit. But Tristan is is laying there in the rubble where he kind of hid, luckily, to dodge out of the way of things. You hear the crunch, crunch, crunch. Tristan, you look up. There is an automaton standing right above you, has you dead to rights. But instead of actually attacking you, you see it turns, and it's going to... It's going to essentially just try to sort of rip through this the, the, the wrist of this thing that is kind of uh, lingering above. So I'm going to see if it can do anything. And so with this massive hand, it just swings free. That's a lot of dice. And I only roll one success, so that sucks. I'm rolling pretty cold tonight. Um, all right. I mean, one still hits it. It doesn't do much, but you can see... Tristan, instead of attacking you, it swings out and a chunk of that molten wrist erupts from where the automaton hits. Uh, and it didn't attack you. And then I think Billy will go. Because uh, I think everybody else is gone. Um, Tristan, you hear Billy's voice. He calls out and like amidst the the rubble and he says, listen, man, I know you guys, I know you guys don't think this is real, but it is. If it wasn't real, you wouldn't be afraid. You wouldn't be getting hurt and people wouldn't be under threat. It is real. And these people might not mean anything to you, but they mean something to me. If I leave... If we leave, this thing's coming up out of the earth and it's going to kill everyone here. Everyone. That might not mean anything to you, but it means something to me. So I'm going to do something now. And I'm going to trust that you're not going to turn it around on me. And you watch as the small little box in his chest starts to to whirl and you see this like circular aura begin to expand, change colors and then kind of explode. And everybody within the area, uh, you get battle blessing. Uh, so all of you, you get essentially an enhanced attack. Uh, Mm. so I'm going to say this is, this is, I'll give it to leaf. I'll give it to dread. Everyone can get it. Basically you get advantage on attacks during the duration of the combat. Assuming I can pass the spell, which I don't see why I wouldn't. He's got a lot of in. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, so 
all of you get advantage on attacks as you feel um, invigorated in many ways. So advantage on any attacks. Uh, we'll go to the top of the round. Uh, and I'm going to have this creature go. Uh, that's coming up out of the ground as it is higher higher stats than you all. And it is going to smash down again into the area where I think everybody but Dread is at this point. Because I think Amory said she went outside. And another big, massive hit's going to come down. Uh, uh, that's going to be two successes. Uh, so if you have defense, is it, who has defense? Tristan, you have defense. Leaf, you have mm -hmm. defense. Diala. Uh, yeah. Artist, I think you're fine because you're flying in the air, so I don't think this is going to affect you. But the other three, take one point off your guard as the hand comes down again and explodes again in the in the area, and so oh. take a, take one point of loss. Oh dear! And that'll be its turn. Tristan, Artist, and Diala are next on the tier. Diala will wait on you because we don't know where you're at yet. So Tristan or Artist, you're up next. And Artist, you heard everything that Billy just shouted out. Of okay. course. I mean. Of course, it means something to you. And it means something to us, too. We're scared of dying. We want out of here. But you know what? Yes. This is so easy. We just kick this thing's ass. Then your people are fine. And then it's cool for us all to go home. Right? Right. And I'll just, like, run, <laughs> jump onto the back of his automaton, jump off the automaton, and start stabbing at the hand with the sword. Nice. All right. <laughs> go right ahead. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, goodness. Battle Blessing so awesome. That's great. Yeah, so, you get advantage on all your attacks. That's, that's so many dice. I love it. It could be really bad, too, if you put that on the automatons. Automatons. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of uh, dice they're rolling. So, I only get, even with the extra dice, I only get two successes. But still, it's like a giant hand. You can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically like the automaton did. You're chunking away at it, but the thing is so huge. You're just like ripping tiny pieces off of it. But you are like doing it. But it's like smashing against a brick wall. It's little by little. It's barely fracturing, but a little bit is. But one of the successes was at least a six. So somehow, while he's standing there, like between a couple of the knuckles, like a dumbass, he just looked down at Billy, give a thumbs up. I could do this all day. Come on. <laughs> Billy looks at you and for a moment you'd see a grin come on his face actually. Uh, and, uh, but then it quickly fades. Yeah. Um, artist. All right. I have a question. So this lava Titan creature comes out. Can we yeah. see like molten earth beneath it or is you do. it at the very okay. base? Like where the hands coming out, not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. where Tristan and DL are, but yeah, you do see it. Okay, so I think during this, all of this been going on and after he failed the hacking, you we see Artis is the, you know, modem or whatever he was, the, the monitor, whatever he was doing, uh, disappears and he's been drawing a new, you know, image next to it. Mm -hmm. And we see like kind of the dark monster that he typically does, but for the first time you see instead of the like little knight, you see the neon warrior depicted. An artist is going to, with 26 miles per hour, charge into Billy into the lava and try and tackle Ooh. him into the lava. Okay. And I have yeah. a question while I do that. If you, sure. He wants to see if he can try and pull off Fairgold while it's happening, while he's just dive bombing him into the lava. I think we'll say we'll make that a special 
So okay. if you roll and you succeed, you have any extra sixes, maybe you might be able to do that. So you're trying okay. to tackle him into the lava. You're trying to knock him into that lava. Yeah. Uh, I assume you're trying to knock him into it and you don't also want to go into. No, he's going to sacrifice himself. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Whoa. That's why he drew. That's why he drew himself instead of Adam in the picture. Okay. So it's, it's the, it's oh. the, the, the image that's doing it. Not, not artists. No, himself. it's artists. Okay. It's just, he's drawing. This is flashback. It's like going back to his that's okay. my flashback. Big damn hero moment. Okay. Mm. All right. So he's going to try and tackle him. So we get an advantage and then I get another. You can have more than one advantage or no? Yeah. You can just, okay. just keep adding extra sixes, extra D6s. All right. Oh. I have so gets three and two sixes. Two. Okay, uh, so he does have a defensive one, so one of those sixes does get taken, uh, but the other six is there for you to make to, to tackle him into it. The two of you can go tack going 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 down into this lava. All right, um, so as he gets it, then um, I can activate overcharge, and he can overcharge his uh, cybernetic enhancement to be sealed, so he can survive in hard vacuum and other outlandish environments. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> oh. I like it. So, okay. I don't think I have rules uh, for lava, but I imagine it hurts uh, <laughs> really, really bad. Um, Good gracious. I'm sacrificing myself. Oh, I, I mean, I, I've got a thing for it. I had an idea. It, so. like, it's great. I, mean, I think it's fantastic. I, never knew, I didn't know what the story was going to work, but I had an idea. It's so good. I don't want to spend. Oh, I got to roll a D10 to you. Let's see. For the overcharge. It is odd. So, so it works perfectly. Okay. So you watch then as, so Tristan, you in, you just jumped onto the automaton. You're hacking, you're, you're smashing away. You look over, you see this grin momentarily on Billy's face. And then you see this flash of speed as artist tackles him from his position where he just buffed everybody into the lava and then this you could probably see the the sort of the, the protective shield kind of come over for a moment like a bzz, like that that little uh, you know automation and billy disappears into the lava uh and there is artist sinking as well has not changed oh, the fact no. that there is this giant hand now uh in the uh in this in, in the street still does it mean we're not buffed anymore uh, it's for the duration of the combat. So you are still buffed and I'm glad you've got your freaking priorities, Melissa. That was my character <laughs> that just got thrown into lava. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> F in the chat for Billy. But what about my one dice? <laughs> F in the chat for Billy. Um, okay. Well, we have this Titan that we need to try to fight. That happens. That's going to be really well, I mean, that's the end of his turn. I, I can't say anything. So that so. All that happens. All that happens. Uh, okay. So then that is the end of Tristan's turn. We'll go down and... Uh, actually, not Tristan. Artist. And then Tristan also went. Diala, you are on Dex 3 still. You are super buffed. You just saw all of this happen. You just had the spell of dread, of dreads fall from your mind. You have not, I know you, Melissa, heard it, but you have not heard or seen what happened to your mother yeah, inside. Yeah. So the Titan seemed like the thing that we were going to attack. 
And then that <laughs> it is undoubtedly extremely threatening as it's it's sma- like the entire like again it is bringing the entire avenue boulevard down <laughs> on everything in this sort of slow crumble into which a growing fissure of lava into which both artist and billy just went i know and i don't have anything that can do anything about the lava stuff that just happened Son of a, yeah, I can't do anything about jumping in lava. So I'm just going to have to try to attack the Titan with the buff that I have and see if I can do that. So what is the ruling on whether or not I can take audience advantages or not? I don't get my uh, D8. I, mean, I think people not. at some I think people at some point gave me stuff, so you can burn some of my stuff. Okay. I mean it's up to you. Most you <laughs> you play Diala however you think Diala would play at this point. Like Yeah. So, but but you have the resource, that's fine. I mean the like fighting the Titans was like part of the reason to stay. Is there something bad that's happening here? Her mom is here. He There's battles that need to be fought, is what we've been told. And That's certainly what he's told believe you. Believe that. <laughs> we don't believe that. <laughs> so that is a so far a five and a six. Hey, that hits, and you're attacking the Titan. So you and Tristan, you're hacking away at this thing, and you are like a giant, massive tree. You are like hacking into. Do you see a big wedge? has now been cut into the side. It's kind of collapsing. It's trying to like pull itself up further, but it seems like the like the weight of the city is kind of keeping it from coming up any further, but you can see the fissures continuing to grow. But yeah, you've almost hacked through uh, about halfway through the wrist. And would you say that that attack would have removed guard from the Titan? Oh, it's got uh, it's got no guard left. Okay. It's just health Darn. at this point. That's the one special that I've got. So yeah. um, I, I don't have a special for the six. So. Tristan and the automaton cleared its guard. So it's only it's only health okay. now. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. Uh, Dex level two. We've got Leaf and we've got Dread. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Leaf is going to pull and activate Reaper. Um, you see the sort of the green spreading from her skeletal hand up and around uh, the scythe she carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to slash down at the air and um, a bunch of uh, little coins that might appear on uh, someone's eye um, come out and uh, shoot towards this Titan hand as uh, she is quite shocked uh, about Billy, but this thing's right in front of her. Yeah, some shit's gone down uh, out here. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Okay, so oh my gosh. I did get a six, as uh, which means that my special got triggered. Um, so a line, a thread a little golden thread that might be quite similar to something you've seen before suddenly shoots out back towards Dread as he gains a health back. Thank and you. she is going to, and three um, coins appear in the air and shoot towards the Titan hand. Okay. 
Uh, th- so three damage. Am I interpreting yeah. that right? Okay. Yes. Uh, three damage is enough. As you watch rapid fire, these coins kind of hit one after the other, each kind of almost growing a little larger each time, kind of coming almost horizontal, and one after the other after the other kind of cuts through, cuts through, cuts through, until finally the last one cuts through the entirety of it. And you watch as everything from about the wrist, not quite the forearm, but the wrist upwards just collapses like a tree that's just been cut down. And the rest of the arm seeps back into the earth. You can see some bubbling of lava as it kind of pools in the middle of what's just this now fissure. And there is a severed hand or partial arm of this titan on the street. The entire street is in shambles. Artist and Billy have plunged into the lava. There's an automaton up here as well. Don't forget. And Leaf, you have effectively pushed the the Titan. You haven't killed the Titan, but you've pushed the Titan back. Okay. I uh, I'll go with Adam, who will can actually no. Yeah, I'll, hmm. I'll go with Adam because I think the automaton's probably confused uh, as its programming is very confused because <laughs> it's it's supposed to protect Billy uh, and it wants to attack Artist, but it can't because uh, Artist Artist cannonballed. Uh, but Tristan and Diala technically didn't. So I think I'm just going to go with Adam first because I think that one's pretty easy. He's just going to attack the skeletons that are protecting. Uh, oh, that's two fives. Uh, so two damage to one of the skeletons that's protecting Dread. One of the skeletons uh, is taken out. It just kind of rips. It's just reaching in like he's like trying to sabotage an engine, just ripping bones out. So this thing eventually falls and collapses. And then Dread comes to you, man. You hear a, a, a shudder and you look out and you can see the severed, uh, the severed hand out here. What do you want to do? Red jogs a little away from Psycho Adam um, <laughs> and the skeleton and Jeeves. And so he can see uh, Delilah. He's, Delilah, I freed you. In a moment of fear, I stole your agency. But that was wrong. Just like this is wrong. Your mother just tried to kill me because Billy told her to? Is that something your mother would do? This isn't our people. Don't you see that by now? I see that you don't. It's all right. I've been in this situation before. There have been people that have been close to me, people that I wanted to protect. And I had to kill to protect them. So I understand. I I feel that conflict. I hope you understand. You hope I understand what? Dred's going to try to kill Delilah. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my god. So uh, I'll take the advantage dice uh, for the flashback. Three, six, four, four, so three, uh, six. Six on the uh, emotion scale, so if that exceeds your willpower, you're done. Willpower is still four. Uh Jeff's going to intervene on this one because it's not it's not automatic kill. It's kill or incapacitate or incapacitate. Uh, yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I feel because she is a paragon of some power, 
we'll say it's less, it's like, it's a lot different to do this against her than it is to, to, to against somebody else. And so I will say, we'll say that the shadow wraps around, folds in on her, but unlike Michelle, who is just like kind of pushed off to the side and disappeared into this darkness, Diala, you just fall. You just collapse onto the ground. And there is like this, this constant swirl of like these, these shadowy chains around you. That makes because I don't think Dread would Dread doesn't want to do yeah. this anyway, so that makes that makes a lot more sense. So okay. she's just like, understand what? And <laughs> her face just sort of gets stuck in that like quizzical like. Uh, she was okay. starting to connect the like. Wait a minute, you say you kill things, and then you said that my mom tried to attack you, and what happened? Oh, nothing. Dread was also Dread was also pretty sure that Delilah would kill him as soon as she found out. Yeah. So. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. She's not. You know, she was never alive to begin with, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um. Okay. I think the automaton will actually go now. Um. Dread's outside. Dread just attacked Diala. Diala was a known ally to um. To Billy, I think the automaton is going to charge at Dread. I feel like that's the clear, that's like, it's very simple programming. Threats against Billy and allies, Diala's his ally, at least the last it was. And so I think Dread has presented himself as a target. Okay. Um, and it will charge in and roll five dice. Uh, any... Any, you have any defense. We already gone through that. God, no, 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 yeah. Okay. Dread's going to get smashed like a pancake. I am rolling like such shit, but I, I rolled a four and a six. Four is a success, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's two successes. Uh, so, two points. Uh, if you have any guard, uh, take it off first. Otherwise, it's two points of damage. Dread's done. So, Dread, again, you're, you're like not, a pancake. You're not dead, but you too. So as you finish off your incapacitation of Diala, the automaton just chomps across the battlefield and just pummels Dread in the back of his neck and Dread collapses to the ground. Leaf, Tristan, you see all this. You're the only two remaining now. Oh, God. That you know of. We'll get to artists in a sec. That you know of. As you see two of them on the ground, Diala wrapped up in shadow chains, dread unconscious and about to be pummeled to death by an automaton, and artisan Billy in a fissure of lava. Let's keep initiative. Uh, we'll go up to Tristan and Artist as you're both at Dex 3. So we'll start with Artist. Why don't we start with Artist? Artist, okay. you, had, you had a shield, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you were rolling your Neo die last time around. Uh, yeah, so it went off perfectly. That was for the okay. overcharge. Okay. So if I roll, you roll odd or even, and then you have, yeah, it goes okay. poor or not. Do you, so what do you do, artist? We'll say you I mean, does not, he like disintegrate my hands or? I will say you don't, you hear a, a, a horrible yelp of pain and then everything just becomes It feels like loose. Yeah, like I feel nothing. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this, everything, it feels like there's sludge in your hands. Okay. Um... Then if, I mean, artist, I guess he feels protected at least enough for right now, right? Like he doesn't, he obviously didn't melt immediately. Yeah. Um, I would say you would probably not want to stay in here for no, too yeah, long. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think he like, there's like a bit of surprise, right? Because it was such a gamble. So there's like this mm-hmm. kind of moment where he realizes, kind of looks at his hands and sees there's nothing in them. And he is going to shoot up and say, I vote to leave. 
he's right. You can do it. Anyone can call it at any point. But the rules, again, are that if somebody says something other than what was previously said, re- restart. Right now, Leaf and Tristan are there. Dredd and Diala are there, but unconscious. So kind of a tricky gray area there. Uh, but I mean, he doesn't know, right? He coming out of no, lava, right. so he has no idea what happened. Totally. It's just what fair. he would do because Billy's dead. Okay. Turn to Tristan and Leaf. Okay. So was I able to see, like, is, like, I see them going to the lava. Do I see Billy does Billy's? not come out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, but there's something, depending upon what I saw, it may affect what I do. Like, do I see, like, the T2 style? Like, he's clearly. <laughs> it's gone, very or... much T2 style, except it wasn't a thumbs up. It was like a desperate reach trying <laughs> to get out. Uh, but yeah, because if it looked you... like he was going to stay together for even a single turn, there's something I would try and do. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to be true to what we just described with artist, and he melted to oblivion almost instantly. Yeah, and yeah, maybe like lava, the embers man. of the metal of him is like coming yeah. off as he flies up or something. Yeah, like, like there's that chunk of the lava that is that is discolored by the combo of the metal armor that he was wearing, but he very clearly has been obliterated by this lava. Okay, well, I had something really stupid I would have done otherwise, but I'm, you know, personally like grateful to jump not to in. Do it. I'm not going to tell you not to. I actually had a way to do it, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. When all else fails, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, she honestly kind of gives a pretty pissed off look at Chad. <laughs> Leaps down, uh, kind of does a little, does his feather fall, which is really just casting the jump spell just before he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. But what the actual move I want to do is just to go over heal dread. Okay. Say I want to quit the game. Okay. Uh, so I think that's just a charisma check for you, right? To, yeah. to cast your heal. Um, and once again, you're channeling Anansi as you <laughs> reach down spiderwebs form. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love all right. It. So I get, ooh, I got a six. And when I get a six, you actually get two health. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, so dread your eyes <laughs> come up. Maybe Anansi is happy to hear that I want to leave. You're <laughs> you're doing that right in the shadow of this automaton that's like rearing back. So you know if you linger too long, this automaton could still hurt you guys. But you're right there. It's not his turn yet. I'm gonna wait on that. Um so artist is gone. Tristan, you and then once dread is awake, you say it. Mm-hmm. Repeat what artist says, you want to leave. Uh then we'll come down to Leaf and Dread, and Diala is still there. Uh so it's just a question of how you guys want to handle that, but Leaf and Dread are 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 up next. Uh, Leaf was actually going to also heal Dread, but they will look over towards Diala, sigh, um, run over, and they're going to heal Diala. And kind of looking down at them, their hands around Diala's face, uh, like eye to eye as they wake up and go, I want to leave. This is not good. But also, Pluto, a moment. Oh my. I didn't know if we were going to get another chance. Uh, So, 
Once more, we see the portal kind of open. We see the the endless fields in front, and we see the we see the 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 Reaper God. We see Pluto stepping out and hidden in those tall the tall grasses of the fields. You can see like little skeletal bodies kind of hiding around, working. And he's got an attitude. Oh, uh, you need something? What is it? Yeah, look. I'm a shithead, uh, but I will, I will make a deal, uh, that I think you might want, um, one last time. Let them say goodbye to whomever, whatever spirits they need to say goodbye to. Bring the mum back for a second. Bring, um, anybody that they need to say goodbye to bring Billy back so they can say goodbye for but a moment before they can move on and leave. And I will give you my bones, my blood, my sinew, my spirit. I will. You see his eyes go like really wide. Let them say goodbye. And then this is, yeah. This is a big ask. Yeah. And I will give you... Uh, I will stay with you here forever with you. I will, you can have my spirit in the underworld with you. You see his eyes kind of grow wide. This, this dark grin comes across his face and he says, done. And the... The portal, like that little, that kind of showed him grows in size. And was this, did you want this for Diala alone? Or did you want this for like Tristan and Artist and Dread? Tristan, Artist, Dread, Diala. Okay. So all of you are suddenly in a field. More specifically, you're in kind of a, a flattened version surrounded by field. And you will see that much like the image described the leaf the the harvest the field is scattered about with various bones and as you guys are all standing there diala you're conscious you're awake dread you're conscious you're awake you're not feeling any pain etc and you see like this little you don't see none of you see pluto only leaf does but you do see like the the waving around of grass and you see stepping out from that grass we see familiar faces we see Diala's mother uh, step out we see Billy step out we see Adam you know we see um, Dread for the first time your mother steps out uh, as Billy did make that promise and all of them step out and they're kind of looking at you they're exactly as you last remembered them not in the world but as you remembered seeing them and you don't see any lava. You don't see the destruction of the town. You are in this little pocket universe for a moment. And I will turn it over to you. No initiative. Just how do you all handle this? Deacon would approach as the spirit of his mother. Hold out his hand. Her hand will come out. And there's like a... Yeah, she's there. She's kind of corporeal, but you can tell there's this little ethereal tether. So, like, it takes a second for her hands full corporeal feeling to to kind of grasp onto you. She's not fully there. But then she kind of puts the other hand up to your face and kind of, like, against your cheek 
and you can feel it's very cool, but it is her. And she smiles. Mama, I know that this probably isn't real, but in this moment, in this remembered past, it is. I'm just so happy to see you. I'm so happy that you never saw what I became, the things I've done. I just hope and pray that wherever you are, when you look down on me, you remember who I could have been, not who I became. I hope you're at peace. She leans close, embraces you. You hear her voice, and she says, My deacon boy, whenever I think of you, whenever I see you, you only ever have to be, and you only ever were one thing. My son. And she just pulls you tight. After a moment, she releases, and you see her like last lingering touch on your face, and then she turns back around and disappears into the, the field. Diel is very confused because she was out and then she's hearing a little bit about this with her mom and she just saw her mom much differently and now she's seeing her mom older than she had just been and so she's very mm -hmm. confused as she sort of approaches and it's the same mom. thing as with dreads mom She's there, she's physical, but everything's just sort of a second late. There's like a trail, like this, this misty trail that follows her. And she looks, she certainly doesn't have the kind of vibrance that the one that you met within the cabaret did, but she is nonetheless your mother. And you can tell and to some degree, she might even look more like your mother than the one within the, the clockwork cabaret. You can see some of the, the lingering the lingering wounds here and there, you know, the, the signs of, of a sickliness to her, but she is nonetheless quite happy to see you smiles quite wide. She reaches out with I, both hands to kind of grab yours. I've missed you so much. I've missed you, but this is the way parents, we pass on, and we leave our children behind. But you weren't supposed to go yet. Mm, who says when they're supposed to go? I got to see you, and I got to see Tina. Grew. But I... I tried to be her. I tried to be you for her. I don't think I succeeded. Well, you shouldn't try to be me. You should only be yourself. That's more than she'll ever need. Beyond that, children do better than their parents. Do more than just me, me. Be yourself. And help Tina be herself, too. You were the only one who had faith in me as me I don't think that's true and she like kind of looks back and 
her eyes like scan over your friends actually for a little bit and they look at chad they look at deacon they look at amory they look at sean sean you even get a small very faint grin like a little thing on you see it's just a little extra smile no i don't think i'm the only one i think the real problem diala is that you never had faith in yourself Thanks, Bob. Take care of Tina for me, but do it your way. You're her sister, not her mother. I love you. I love you. And it, similarly, she kind of wraps her arms around you. She kind of cling, you know, like she kind of grasps onto both your hands for a moment and then pulls away. And then you see her turn around and go into the into the field. Uh, yeah, artists will step up next. And I imagine we see kind of the, you know, less healthy version of Adam. Yeah. Um, and you see artists will kind of bend over, kind of get on one knee and point his back towards Adam. And it'll be like one last ride, bud. And Adam will hop on like a piggyback ride. And then artist pulls out spray paint cans and they just go through the field spraying fields <laughs> and just giggling and laughing. And, you know, after maybe a couple minutes, you see all of a sudden the spray cans drop and there's nothing on Artis's back and he just kind of smiles and you probably see tears in his eyes as he's kind of just running through these wheat fields and then eventually he just kind of gathers himself and comes back. It's beautiful, man. And then I think, Tristan, there's never really anyone uh, that you lost that was promise to bring back but you do see billy there yeah actually billy's who i want to talk to okay i'm sorry i know you worked so hard all the time and i spoiled your fun a lot but i hope not too much and the whole the whole railroading thing that was bullshit and you you knew it was bullshit i was just trying to I'm sorry. That was kind of dirty pool on my part. And um, I was really excited to fight the Titan with you. And um, I think I'm kind of glad I didn't have to find out because I'm really worried I would have chickened out if it had actually come to it. But for a second, I thought I was going to jump in the lava for you. And then it wasn't an option. But I really hope that it would have. You see, like, he keeps, as you're going and you're talking almost kind of fast, like, like trying to get words out, he keeps trying to interrupt you and trying to interrupt you. And eventually he's like, Sean, it's okay, man. And I'm sorry. I, this isn't how I wanted this to work, but yeah, you, you weren't, you didn't ruin my fun. You, you made it. You made it better. You know, you all made it better. Like I can, I plan and I, I strategize and, you know, I forget sometimes there's the human element and that plans are meant to be adjusted or broken or I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, is that you're my friend. You're all my friends, and I, I wasn't a very good one to you. 
no, it's very true. And he's just like avoiding eye contact with everybody else at this point. But he kind of just puts that hand on his shoulder, on your shoulder, Sean, and he just kind of leans in and he's just like, I know you would have hopped in. You would have. When push comes to the shove, you're one of the most courageous people I know. But you're smart because you don't let it get that far. Because pushing and shoving, all it ever does is get people hurt. I still love you. I'm really sorry. Oh. And he just kind of like pats you on the back. And as he's doing so, you can see the hand kind of get like progressively lesser. And he just says as he starts to fade back in, see you soon. And it disappears into the into the grass. And at that point, you guys are in the field. Um, and I think that was probably it that would be there. And it's just you all. And I believe it's Tristan who said it. I believe Artis said it. I believe Leaf said it. Did Dread say it? Not yet. Dread says, Everybody here knows that I love this place. But Sean, Chad, I love both of you more. I've forgotten that for most of my life, it feels like, but I want to go home for you. And then I think everyone kind of turns at this point towards Diala. You see Diala kind of wiping her eyes. And there is definitely something to seeing her mom as she remembered her. The cabaret version was comforting because she hadn't seen her for so long. But the contrast to seeing her mom was a bit of a eureka moment for her. And she was watching Sean and Billy closely. And it seemed as if Billy was at peace. So Diala says, game is over. So we're going to turn to Lee for a moment as Diala is kind of there mulling it, looking at everybody. Diala, you feel a hand on your, on your shoulder. And it's Pluto kind of looking down at you. He's like, they don't know. Are you going to tell them? And uh, Leaf will, Amory will look back at her friends. You guys take care of each other. And Deacon, there's a little dog called Max. He better still be alive. And she'll uh, fade. And like that, she starts to fade away. You all see for the very 
briefest of moments, the contours of Pluto as the two of them kind of walk into this field. You are momentarily brought back to the street within the walled city, this confused automaton. But just like that, your bright light, the sound of grinding metal, you get lost for a moment and then you all wake up. And for three of you, you were sitting within, like you remember this exactly where you were, but Chad like might be a little bit more awkward, but the, but you suddenly find yourselves in the booth at mom's kitchen. And you can see that there are six of you, uh, at this booth, this corner booth, um, doesn't look like a whole lot of time has passed. Still kind of raining outside. You can see Billy's van, a couple other cars out there, a few other people sitting in the street or sitting in the in the various booths and tables around. Barely any time has passed. Chad, you don't remember sitting down, but here you're at. Diala, Dread, Tristan. And then as the four of you, your eyes are moving around, you see there is Leaf, unmoving, missing an eye. You see there is Billy, unmoving, both of them, as you kind of reach out, check for pulses, they are dead. No pulse, no breathing, cold, even, like they've been for some time. And I will say we're going to spare ourselves the, the craziness of that moment as we just see a montage of people scrambling around, getting on phones, calling 911, this and that, calling your friends, your family. We see people rushing over from the kitchen, checking in on stuff. And it's just this, this rapid fire of moments that we eventually will fade out from. And so then when I'll, I asked you all to do this, to keep this in mind. Um, so we'll kind of fade from there and we'll, project a little bit into the future. We could be a week. We could be a month. We could be a year. It's kind of up to you all. So where do you basically see yourself now that you're back home? So how has it changed you? Like how are things different for you? Like how, how has this experience and what, when you all returned was waiting for you? How has that changed you? So yeah, we'll start with, with Chad. We'll just go around the order. So Chad, how did this, this, whole entire experience within die shape you hmm i think a bit for chad but not as much as probably for other characters i think chad was just so gung-ho on getting to reality that um i think the part that hurts the most is that obviously people did not come back which was obviously surprising because no one knew what was happening in this whole moment for him but i think What's been most enlightening for him is he obviously returned back to his family at some point. He doesn't live in this town, so he would have gone back eventually to where it was after everything got settled. But I think he, this time, made the conscious effort to get everyone's details, you know, phone numbers, emails, whatever it was. And this time, it's kind of like a do-over for him that he's going to keep in contact. He's going to make sure everyone's okay. He knows not everyone, you know, has the same luxuries he might have. So if people need help, he'll try and help. And this time he's going to, you know, be the better friend that he just kind of neglected back when he left. Perfect. Uh, Amory, I know that you didn't make it back like Billy, but 
how had how would you think that the world or anything around would would have changed with your absence like with you not being around how might things have changed with your work with any people you're connected to extended family anything I think I would wait until I heard everybody else before I answer. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We'll, we'll move down to the Lila. Same question as I gave Chad, how do things change for you? So I would say that, um, Delilah definitely kind of took her mom's words to heart, um, specifically related to Tina. So I would say what you see, would be maybe a month or so later, which you actually see would be a young 20 something um, in, you know, a apartment with, you know, a handful of roommates. And you see that one of them actually checked the mail for the first time in like a week. So, you know, one of the roommates is bringing in, you know, the random, you know, trash and junk mail and all of the things that, you know, kind of get and they're kind of, you know, divvying everything out between, you know, all of the the ladies that live in the apartment. And so you see this um, kind of young, she looks like Delilah, but definitely different, younger. Um, and she opens this oversized envelope that's um, passed in her direction. So Tina opens the card and when she folds it open, it's a like origami flower that opens up and it's a lily, which was their mom's favorite flower. And so she opens the card up and the writing on the card says, you know, dear Tina, I forgot that I'm supposed to be your sister. I'm here for you when you need me. Love, Delilah. Beautiful. Shift over to Deacon. Same question. How do things change for Deacon when you get back? So I think, uh, you know, a couple of years have passed and, and we, we open up and we see Deacon laying in a hammock. He's in, uh, he's in the little beach expat town of Tarifa, Spain, along the coast there, uh, across the straits from uh, Tangiers. Uh, he's running a little uh, dive boat operation. He's got uh, he's in the hammock. Max is at his side. He's got a, a Hemingway book opened on his chest, um, and he's thinking. It's for some reason you know he often fades back to that moment when he made the decision to try to kill one of his best friends, and it haunts him. Um, and that moment made him realize that he could not continue to be a person who would choose murder first. So when he got back, he went to the FBI, he turned state's evidence, he helped them bring down the, the entire cartel he was working for. Uh, and then he used what money and resources he had to disappear with a new identity 
and found himself in the coast of Spain. And every day he starts trying to write a letter uh, to Delilah to apologize for trying to murder her in a dream world. And he never can get past the first paragraph because it's complete shit and he doesn't even know what to do with it. So he crumples it up. And then he and Max play with the crumpled up paper balls on the on the beach for a while before it's time to take another uh, group of tourists out to one of the dive sites out there. And that's uh, he's, he's found some peace. Yeah. Wonderful. I love that. We'll turn to Sean. Sean, same question. Um, I think Rush is home and like just holds his daughter crying for like an hour once he's past that turns to his dad he's like you know it's really stupid of me like mom's gone you've been here by yourself and i moved away and i haven't really stayed in touch and you know this is really imposing and i'm a huge asshole to ask for this but i just i could use some help and i can work remotely so you know it's it's a huge ask but would it be too crazy like maybe we you know, we all stay here instead of us over in some two bedroom place, right? I think he, like, he, he he's very, conf- I would say he's probably confused at first, but you see a smile will come over his face. Like, a, like a, can I have a, a smile? Maybe your father's not much of a smiler in general, but a smile kind of comes over his face. And like the begrudging military father shows a touch of emotion. And he's like, guy yeah, would like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Because, yeah. you know, uh, Tina really needs like some good positive oh, yeah. influences yeah, in her life. Tina. And she needs some structure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, structure. Like, right. <laughs> structure is your middle name. Uh, yeah. And you can see, like, he's just like kind of going along with basically anything you're saying. And it almost seems like he's hiding this like sense of happiness. Like, like this is something that he's wanted, but hasn't felt able to ask. And then we have like, have a montage of a lot of little things uh sean will whether it goes very well or not he'll try to set up like a play-by-post game so there's no dice involved but we can all do a play-by-post role-playing game together that we we catch up every now and then online you also see him do like get an ebay bid on a bunch of cheapo like reaper plastic minis that it doesn't matter if little kids drop them and he and tina are painting them and eventually like you see time come by and like Tina invites her friends over and he tries to run games for Tina and her friends and even begrudgingly using the adorable little six or seven year old as she grows up her puppy dog eyes. They even get his dad to join the table. (laughs) And that's kind of what we'll close on. I love it. It's fantastic. And we'll come back to Amory. What's your absence like? like? Yeah. uh, Like all things in nature, eventually it kind of just is quiet in the grounds as everything moves on as it should. And the birds continue to sing. The cabin exists uh, for use when people need it. And sometimes there's little nature camps that happen near it for whomever begrudgingly has to host them. And there are memories and there's newspaper articles, where did she go, mystery podcasts eventually. But it moves on as nature should. And it's it's the way, uh, the circle of life. And uh, sometimes 
when she can. Amory takes a little bit of time to check out some of the uh, pools that the three fates might have around so that she can peek in on her friends. Uh, but otherwise, she takes the Reaper and spends time in the field. Pluto was my favorite planet for a long time before so it last... became not planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last thing we'll see is just Amory and, or as Leaf, really, uh, and Pluto like disappearing into those deep fields and the wind just kind of moves back and forth through them and we'll fade out and we'll say that is where we end. Thank you, everybody. That was awesome. That was amazing. It was a really good ends. I really enjoyed that. Oh, uh, thank you. Hopefully everyone's okay. I know it was pretty intense for, for some, for some characters there. Well, well, basically for everybody, but like some intense moments, but I appreciate all of the, the willingness to do so. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it was enjoyable. Uh, okay. So let's just shake that out for a second. And, um, thank you, chat. Thank was, you everybody for her. Yeah. Thanks to chat. Thanks us. everyone thank who hung chat. out. Thanks to those of you who are watching this later on like the YouTube and whatnot. Really do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. That was die. There are other ways to play die, but that's the way we played it. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that short. It could be longer. It could be shorter. So hopefully you enjoyed it. I really do recommend it. It's a really interesting game. A lot of fascinating characters with tons of abilities that we barely scratched the surface of. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of ways to play that game. Uh, thank you to everyone, all of you for playing and indulging in this and for leaning into some stuff, some heavy stuff, uh, sure i intended it at the very beginning to be as heavy but it just kind of went down that path and it was hard to to turn around at that point so why don't we do a couple goodbyes close, closing plugs and we'll kind of get on out of here so uh aaron can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with garblag absolutely so next week uh tuesday at 1 p.m pacific standard time you can join millie she'll be running some coriolis uh, at least i believe so then on Wednesday at the same time, Dan will be running us through some Warhammer 40k Death Watch as our Space Marine troop uh, faces off against some damn dirty Xenos threats. And then on Thursday, I believe uh, Lewis will be back in the chair for the One Ring and the Ballads of the Barding. And then after the One Ring is over, Pete is going to be taking over and he's going to be running a classic Dungeons and Dragons campaign using his own heroic deeds rules. So that'll definitely be worth checking out. Awesome. Very, very nice. Uh, Jeremy, you want to tell us about this Patreon of yours? Yeah, sure. Aaron Reese on Patreon. You get some comics, some tokens, maps, fun stuff. Check it out. Fantastic. Uh, as for us here on the Lollygaggers, our next game is tomorrow night. We're playing some Delta Green. If you want to come and check out a little investigation we're doing in New York Saturday. Uh, normally we would do Wondering on Saturday, but we're down to Steven. So we're probably going to do something else if you want to come see some weird nonsense. If I can convince the rest of them to test uh, a game I've been tinkering with for a little while, we might try that. Or we might just do nothing. So uh, find out. Uh, Monday, we're starting up a new game, Monster of the Week, uh, complete opposite of this game in that it's going to be pulpy and not particularly emotional, I don't think. I think we're just going to punch a bunch of stuff. So, so that goes. Uh, Tuesday is Talk Like a Pirate Day. You can see myself, you can see Kipser, Melissa, Aaron, and our buddy Steven as we're going to be playing uh, Pirate Borg for a special one-shot. 
And then Thursday next week, we'll, we're going to figure that out now because uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about that now uh, when we get off there. So, uh, but thank you to everybody uh, who hung out. Thank you to everybody who watched this all the way through. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start a raid to Dragons in the Dying Room. I haven't seen them, them up in a while. Uh, so if you want to watch some Baldur's Gate, let's go, uh, let's go raid them. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.